Hey folks, and welcome to episode, the historic episode 35 of I Bleed Pinstripes. I'm your host, Sumo, and uh, once again, we're here talking about the Yankees. But first, let's uh, look back and see who wore number 35 for the New York Yankees. First off, in 1931, there was Dixie Walker. I'm guessing he was from the South somewhere. A uh, big name that we know, in 1937, Spud Chandler wore it. And then if you go a little bit further to 1946 and 1947, this young kid wore it before taking his customary number eight in 1948. That's Yogi Berra. So yeah, Yogi in 46 and 47 got a couple of at-bats, and that's the number that he wore. I I couldn't even think that he would be wearing that number. Uh, Go a little further, let's see. We've got some good names on here. In 77 to 78, Don Gullett. 1982, Butch Hobson. Uh, 82 to 83, Roger Erickson. Uh, this guy wore this number for his 300th win against the Blue Jays in Exhibition Stadium. It was the last day of that 1985 season. Yankees, I think they were into that season like three games back, two games back. They had to go into Toronto that weekend and sweep. They won the first night with a big home run by Butch Weiniger <laughs> that night. Uh, but then they lost the next day game and then um, Toronto clinched their first division uh, championship. Uh, but on that last day, Phil Negro, uh, he wore the number from 84 to 85. Bob Tewksbury wore it 86 to 87. Steve Winter Trout wore it in 1987. I remember the day the Yankees got Steve Trout and, uh, George Steinbrenner <laughs> put out the same. And I just won you. I forgot who the GM was at the time, but he's like, I just won you the, uh, <laughs> the division. I think Steve Trout went 0 and 4. The only good thing I think I remember I watched, um, Bo Jackson that year against Steve Trout. I think he struck out like five times that game. Not all Steve Trout, but he did nothing that game. Uh, Lee Guterman, 88 to 92, ward to 35. And another little tidbit, Lee Guterman lived in uh, my hometown, uh, Mount Vernon. I am from the Bronx, but I did go to junior high school and high school in Mount Vernon, and Lee Guterman lived down the block from me. Saw him every once in a while. It was really everybody in the neighborhood just thought it was the coolest thing. Kurt Young Ward in '92, Andy the Yankee Stankowicz in '93. Uh, let's see, John Wetland, '95, '96. Johnny Wetland, hey, World Series MVP in '96. Hi, Dickie, I rob you. Ward in 1997. Clay Bellinger, who got a lot of chances with the Yankees, ward from 99 to 2000. Mike the Moose Mussina, 2001 to 2008, one of my favorite Yankee pitchers of all time. David Ardsma, 2012. So the Yankees didn't give it away for a few years there. 
Brendan Ryan wore it in 2013. And right now, since 2014, Michael Pineda is now wearing wearing the number. So a lot of good names on there, a lot of quality names. And if you've noticed, you know, obviously the, the young, the lower numbers, those were the ones that were given out earlier on in the history of the Yankees. But you look at these higher numbers, it's mostly guys because you go from 31, you know, 1931 is the first year anybody wore it. And then really, you know, then from 55 to 77, nobody wears it. So it's crazy how they handed out numbers back then. Anyway, it's been a sort of a busy week in Yankee land. Uh, we're down to the final week. Uh, I'm recording this on the 30th of March, so we're one week away from opening day. The Blue Jays will be in town with Russell Martin behind the dish. Um, so a lot of fun things that are happening. You're getting excited. I'm pretty excited. Uh I'm just hoping for a really good season. You know, I really still don't know what to expect from this team. Obviously, a lot always depends on injuries. And, you know, if the Yankees don't have any injuries, they're probably going to be a solid ball club. Whether they're a special ball club, we'll, you know, we'll we'll wait and see. Nobody, I don't think anybody picked the Royals last year to go to the World Series. So we will see what will happen. Um, If you have looked, uh, if you're a big Yankee fan like me, uh, you'd notice the Yankees did a really cute video, uh, uh, did a, clip of the from the movie the sandlot which is a great movie if you haven't seen it really great baseball movie about a bunch of kids who play in a sandlot (laughs) and then there's a dog there's james earl jones benny the jet great great movie there's a great scene in that movie when one of the kids has just moved to the neighborhood he brings out his dad babe ruth ball and unfortunately they lose it in this yard and when he tells them what you know he's like i gotta get that ball back and uh, he says, you know, it's a Babe Ruth ball, but he doesn't really know who Babe Ruth is. And then, you know, they're aghast because all these kids are like hardcore baseball fans. And so the Yankees, if you get a chance, go online. Hey, go to the Facebook page. I believe Ben Stripe's Facebook page and you'll see the video there. But it's a great, cute video. And it's nice to see the Yankees doing stuff like that. Uh, you know, back in the day, I remember growing up, the Yankees really didn't do stuff like that. So it's definitely a different sort of generation of the Yankees. They're fun. And that's good. It, you know, really bonds them. Um, I think the best uh, guy in the video is probably Brian McCann. He has one of the best moments of it. And uh, so go check it out. It's pretty fun. Um, I guess the, the couple of big news is not really big news. I mean, we're going down to the last days. It's just, you know, whether certain guys are going to where they're going to be positioned or the bullpen. We're trying to still figure out who's going to be in the bullpen. Uh, I think a big part of that is uh, Batansis and, and uh, Miller, Andrew Miller. Uh, you know, we really don't have a closer and a guy that, you know, I mean, from what, 96, pretty much for a while. So let's, let's start with wetland from 95 to 20 and even to 2015 to 2014. We've known from day one who the closer was going to be, except for the year Mariano got hurt. And there was a chance, there was a time there where Robertson took it over, but it turned out that Suriano actually was more ready for that job at that point. But we've pretty much known who's going to be the closer for the good last 20 years. So now, you know, you've got Batances who had a monster season last year and Andrew Miller who had a monster season, righties and lefties. Uh, Miller's look pretty solid so far. But Batantis has had a couple hiccups. Uh, people are throwing up reds, you know, the red flag, and you just don't know. You don't know. He said he, you know, his uh, velocity seems to be a bit down. But he said it was pretty much the same last year. You know, when you get into ball, from what I've heard from ball players, you get into big games, fifty thousand people, you get pumped up, and you know, you start throwing a lot harder. So, well, that's all we can really do is wait till the season starts. As I've said before. Uh, 
spring training, it's hard to say what you take out of this, except for me, as far as I know, uh, it seems that players just want to be in shape, get a ton of hits, pitchers want to get their work in, and that's it. You know, so it's up in the air. We'll see how what the season brings us. Um, there's also a story about power pitching in the Yankees. The Yankees have totally gone to a power pitching laden team. It is what baseball is now. I mean, you you know, you get your pitcher, your starter to come in five, six innings, and now you bring in four or five guys who can all throw 95 plus. You look at what the uh, what the Royals did last year. They have three guys, you know, seven, eight, nine. And the game was done for them. And if you go back, I, I mean, you can go back to the 90s Yankees, but they didn't have power arms. Uh, Stanton and Nelson, they, they threw hard, but they weren't like prototypical power arms. You know, Nelson with the big side hook. And then, you know, the lefty Stanton, he had a lot of junk too. And then Mariano, yeah, he came in with some heat. But him also with the cutter. Uh, they were, I think they were more smart pitchers. Guys now, I'm not going to say that they're dumb pitching, but they throw hard and you can get away with that a lot. And if you look up and down, I mean, if you look at what Batances did last year, if you look what Miller did last year, uh, Nathan Evaldi, uh, Chris Martin, uh, let's see, you know, Yvonne Nover can get up there, Michael Pineda, uh, the Yankees, uh, the two guys that they got from the Braves, uh, Chasen Shrev and um, David Carpenter, all hard throwers. And so that's pretty much what you're going to see from the Yankee bullpen this year. A lot of hard throwers. Uh, they seem to have, a, it looks like they're going to have two to three lefties in the bullpen, which they haven't had in a long time. They've mostly gone with the one guy in the bullpen. So well, it's going to be a lot different this year. Um, also, the Yankees, I mean, they're big pitchers. If you look at the whole staff, there's not one guy under 6'1". And the tallest guy is about 6'8", six, 6'9". Six, so they, they're bringing some boys, you know, down. And they probably can have their own basketball team if they wanted to. Uh, I guess, let's see, uh, a good sign that people were talking about uh, Brett Gardner. Now, he's really kind of the only homegrown Yankee left. I mean, he's one of the only few homegrown, I guess, if, when you look back to championship Yankees, you know, if you go back to 2009, he's one, I mean, I think he's almost the, uh, actually, he's not the longest tenured Yankee. He's the longest probably tenured homegrown Yankee. But, I mean, it's kind of weird to think that Alex Rodriguez has been here since 2004. That's that's horrendous. <laughs> Still three more years left, but say what you want about Alex. Uh, I'm trying to take the high road on the guy, you know, but uh, say what you want. He's played well so far, and scouts and up and down, people have just said that he's done a really good job so far. So he's been keeping his head down. He's been making fun of himself, and, you know, hey, I guess if he's going to be here, let's just jump on board and, and support the guy. Uh, you know, we'll see what happens. I just don't trust the guy. Um, but yeah, Brett Gardner, one of the few guys who's like an, you know, everyday guy Because if you look at the whole team, I mean, who is a, if you look at the starters, the everyday players, you know, you've got Gardner, Ellsbury and, uh, Beltran, Chris Young. So only Gardner is a homegrown you go to the infield, Drew, Diddy, Headley, McCann, Teixeira, all, all started at other teams. So right now, and, you know, again, we saw a lot of good stuff out of the young guys, Andrew Judge, Greg Bird, Rob Snyder, Perella. So, you know, hopefully 
in the next year or so we can start getting some homegrown guys. We've got a bunch of pitchers from our from down on you know down under, <laughs> Adam Warren, Chase Whitley, Yvonne Nova. Hopefully he can come back from after Tommy John's surgery. Brian Mitchell is there. Uh, Jacob Lindgren. Um, oh, what's his name? Severin. So the Yankees got some good. It looks like they've got some good stuff, and that and that's and we're gonna need it. Gonna need it. Um, but yeah, Brett Garner. I, I feel like this is a big year for him. Uh, he did tail off at the end of last year. He was a little banged up. So you hope he can give you 150 games. You hope that he's healthy. Uh, I always thought that he should steal more. So hopefully he will steal more uh, and just have an all around. I mean, and now he's got the power. I think he had about 18 plus home runs last year. That was huge. So he's definitely a good guy to root for and, uh, you know, plays tremendous defense. And, uh, you know, some people think he's the face of the Yankees. Um, I always think that's a weird thing. It's going to play out who's going to be the face of the Yankees. Obviously, if you're a fan of another team, you're probably going to think Alex Rodriguez is the the face of the Yankees um, because that's what, you know, they want to hate somebody. Uh, I think the rest of the team is very likable. So, Alex really is going to be that guy. Um, and as far as, uh, as, as I mentioned, uh, Didi Gregoris, uh, everything has been positive with him. It doesn't seem to be in the shadow of Derek Jeter. But hey, if he gets off to a rough start, I, I think people right now we can bet that he is just going to be fantastic in the field. I think there's no doubt. People think he's probably one of the top three shortstops in baseball. He can make all the plays. He's got tons of range. Can he hit? So far, he's done well, I think. Uh, but again, it's spring training. So, But you remember when Tina Martinez came over here in 96, taking over for Don Mattingly, and that first month, man, they were booing him. He did not get off to a good start. But hey, now he's considered a Yankee legend. You know, So we'll, you know, time will tell. Um, also, I've always killed Major League Baseball on this. Um, I never understood the schedule. Never. Um, never understood why in the beginning of the year, Teams like the Yan- like the Yankees are opening up at Yankee Stadium, April sixth. Uh, I can I see I thought I saw the weather was like about 45, 50 degrees. It's going to be sunny, but they're playing the Blue Jays who play in a dome. Why wouldn't you? They start off there. It makes no sense to me. I, I I mean I guess there's a reason. You know I guess a lot of guy teams don't want to start off on the road, but I guess it would say hey I'd rather the Yankees go out west or go play in some domes for the first week or two weeks. And then come home. I mean, sometimes you play more games. You know, obviously, sometimes. I think last year, Yankees had a whole swing of game, a whole road games, beginning half of the season, and they played so much more at home in the second half. So you can do that. Anyway, the good thing that the uh, Major League Baseball, and I don't know if they got this from the Premier League, uh, the English soccer or football, as they say. I'm a big fan of uh, Tottenham Hotspur, but what they do. You know, during the season, they usually either play on Saturday or Sunday. But on the last day, I think the first day and the last day, definitely the last day, everybody plays at the same time. So this year, and it makes for like such excitement. A couple of years ago, when Man City won the won the title, you know they were they were playing and they needed to win, and they also needed. Uh, uh, I guess Manchester United just won their game, so they were now on top of the table by like a point or two. And uh, Man City was tied and they, they were going to lose by like one, you know, in the last final seconds, you know, Man City won and it was just, uh, you know, going back and forth. It was just amazing. So this year, Major League Baseball and I would guess into the foreseeable future, 
Major League Baseball will have every game on the last day start at the same time. And that is going to be 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So even if you're on the West Coast, I believe that's 12 o'clock start time. That's just so great. I mean, if there are teams that are, say the Yankees and Red Sox, you know, they're not playing each other, but... Boy, they, that's that's some uh, scoreboard watching, and I I think that's going to be really exciting. Obviously, there's been so many times when games of when divisions wild cards have come down to the last day, so it's going to be a lot of fun. And I think it's a smart move by Major League Baseball. Hopefully, this Rob Manfred guy, uh, he seems like a really nice guy. I like him so much better than Bud Selig already, and uh, you know he under I don't know he's just not a curmudgeon, and maybe uh, maybe I got something against used car salesmen. I'm actually sitting here at my desk looking at it. For the first time in my life, I've got a ball signed by Bud Selig that I have not ever displayed. But I finally put it on my desk and I said, what the hell? You know, people will be like, oh, my God, that's a Bud Selig ball. And I guess he doesn't do it this way. But this ball is signed Bud Selig. Usually I think he uh, I forgot what his first name is. Ah, Who cares? (laughs) Anyway, folks, I'm really excited. Uh, The Yankees, like I said, are uh, at home next week. And uh, they will be playing the Blue Jays. And then uh, they've got the Blue Jays in for three. And then they've got the Red Sox in for the first weekend series. That's going to be fun. And then they've got the Orioles, the Rays, Tigers. And then they've got a three-game series at home versus the Mets. So I guess they're not doing... Last year they did two games at Yankee. And then right after that... So they did a home-and-home. Home. They did two games with at Yankee Stadium, then two games with the Mets. I guess they're not doing that this year. Uh, they are playing three games here uh, with the Mets. And then I'm guessing that they're going to probably play them three games, I could be wrong, uh, against the Mets later in the year. Uh, and then to round out the month, they play the Rays, the Tampa Bay Rays. And the Rays look really bad this year. Uh, they lost a lot. Obviously, losing Joe Madden is huge. But they lost a lot of players. They just said, hey, let's clean house. But, you know, you can never count out the Rays. They, they continuously surprise me. Uh, they're a very good organization, but they also did lose their GM as well. Their GM went to the Dodgers, so uh, they did lose a lot. Hopefully, they've built from the bottom up. Um, I am still looking here to see if the Yankees play the Mets again. I'm right now in the August, and I do not see the Yankees playing the Mets again. So it looks like they're going to do three games. I mean, these interna- inter- international, these interleague games have become a pain in the ass. I hate them. Uh, they've you know, at first they were very exciting, but they're so boring now. They're just like, I used to love when the World Series was, you know, two teams who had never seen each other before and they had to figure that out. And now, and, and it just, you know, it was great when like the Yankees played the Dodgers in the World Series. Like they've never seen the Dodgers, you know, and we've never seen the Dodgers. So we don't even know what they look like. And now, you know, everything's just one big, you know, jumble. It's all the same. Anyway, folks, uh, that's that's it. That's it. It's uh, been a pleasure. Uh, hope to be back. Probably, uh, maybe we'll do a pod on Sunday, the 5th, and we'll get you set up for Monday, that opening day. It's going to be a great day. And like I said last week, probably not going to be able to make it for the first time in eight years. So I'm a little sad, but I'll come home and DVR in it. And uh, that'll be fun. Maybe get the grill going for the first time this year. Um, anyway, uh, thanks for downloading. We really appreciate it. Please, 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 if you can, put a comment down. Whether you like us or hate us, it really helps to move us up on the board. And uh, like people get to, I guess iTunes works more. Uh, people find you better if you leave comments. That's how they 
you know, if you search for New York Yankee podcast or Yankees podcast on iTunes, it's because people have left so many comments on certain podcasts. Um, the Daily News podcast with uh, Feinstein, I think. Um, he's, you know, he's high up there because he has tons of comments. So give me some comments. Again, whether it's bad or good, I don't care. Go to our, uh, go to our Facebook page at I Bleed Pinstripes. Go to our Twitter at I Bleed Pinstripe. Couldn't put an S there for some reason. Anyway, guys, I am out of here. I will see you next week. Bye. This has been a presentation of Hatfield Digital. Digital.